Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Fab Four Free For All. Wee! Boo. <laughs> no, it's yay. <laughs> yay. No, no, not if you're me. Yay. And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All with the the this time. And I am your moderator, Mitch Axelrod, and joining me as they always do... Fortunately, are Rob Leonard and Tony Triguardo. Wow, you're very lively today, Tony. And today, we are going to be anal about, don't make any jokes, a an album, because we do these review and analysis shows and you can't spell... I was going to say, you, you can't, can't spell, spell review, review without, without anal. anal. <laughs> you can't spell analysis without anal. And that's what we get about these shows. Usually, these shows are about seven times longer than the actual album. We will be putting Mitch into therapy to decide why he needs to discuss the anal area. <laughs> Especially the American albums. Yeah, so right. The American anal. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes, the American album. But this album in particular is is really short if you yes, take away some of the extemporaneous instrumental stuff. Well, we're actually reviewing both the UK and the US I version didn't give it of... Play. You're saying, what is play? Well, last week... You heard us say a certain thing, and you revert. We reversed it. So now, if you go back and reverse it, you're going to hear that we're doing help. So yes, anyway, we're keeping the reversal thing going. We'll do. Maybe we should do that every week. Yes, there we Just, go. Just oh, maybe a whole show. Secret messages. A whole, a whole show, show backwards. Backwards, there like you, uh, you know Napoleon. Yeah, uh, whatever. They're coming to take us away. Ho ha. Well, that <laughs> yeah. Lord knows. Yeah, right. Anyway, we are talking about the UK and sort of the US version yeah. of help because. We have to. We've talked about the U.S. version of help when we did uh, the other incarnation of ourselves, Fab right. Forum. We did the movie. Right. Uh, and movie. we talked a little bit about the soundtrack. But today we're really going to be talking about mainly the U.K. version uh, with a little bit of U.S. sprinkling. Right. Yeah. So a little added flavor. something to add to it because yes, of the, what they did with the remaining songs right uh, later on so. so let's talk about it it's the fifth studio album by the Beatles in the UK it's released in August of 1965 as well as the US version right there were 14 songs seven were from the film right and side two had seven songs as well if I could just throw in a trend no. that would be duplicated a couple of years later for the non-British version of Magical Mystery Tour and side one would be the Hard Day's Night. Right, Hard Day's Night Night had the same exact format. Right, right. They filmed songs on one side and non-film on the other. So they were, they were following in their own And then Capital copied with Magical Mystery Tour, but the British didn't do it. Right, very strange. Ironically, ironically, yeah, it is kind of weird. But anyway, side two had seven songs, as I said. Two were used on the U.S. Rubber Soul. I've just seen a face, and it's only love. Two were just a U.S. single, Yesterday and Act Naturally, mm-hmm. and three were already on a U.S. album, Beatles 6. So, very... First time that had occurred. Yes. And we've discussed that if you go back to our Beatles 6 show. Yeah. We'll talk about how that came to pass, but that's the first time that had ever happened. And it's the so. the last album until Let It Be to feature cover songs, except the collection of Beatles oldies. But that was also a, a kind of a... And co- groundbreaking thing for the Beatles. Because- Coincidentally, Bad Boy, the cover that is on the collection of Beatles oldies, was recorded at the same recording session as Dizzy Miss Lizzie on the same day, and it was right. Larry Williams' birthday in 1965, and that's when that was recorded. So- and we will talk about Dizzy Miss Lizzie when it gets to the U.S. version, because yeah. there's differences. This is the first album. Dizzy Miss Lizzie's not on the U.S. version. Dizzy Miss Lizzie when they went back to the compact disc. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. we will. Um, Got it. My apologies to all of you fans That's out right. there. We're jumping all, ahead. All of you Beatle geeks. But this is also the first album since With the Beatles to feature two George Harrison written compositions because Hard Day's Night had I'm Happy Just to Dance With You, but it was written by John and Paul. Right. right. And this one now has uh, two George Harrison songs. So a couple of things on this. This album, to me, I think we should just give thoughts in general for now, and then we'll get into a bunch of other facts. But this album, for me, is, is kind of weird. It's got, like, the perfect side one. Side one is perfect. Is a perfect album side. It, it is maybe the best album side they ever had. Maybe. Almost. I mean, it's just such a perfect collection, and the way it flows, and um, it's just a great 
albums. I love yeah, this I don't. Album. You don't skip any song. No, you can't. Nothing. You can't. You don't want to. No. no. It, it just flows so perfectly into it. And yeah, then yeah, when yeah, you yeah. get to side two, it's a jumbled, like, it's almost like an American compilation album that Very they've done. Very much. But it's still great songs. Right. And we'll get to them. But... But wow, it's, but it's just s- so different than Type 1. We said this so when we did Beatles 6. Why do we like the presentation on the Capitol Beatles 6 better than on Side 2 of Help? <laughs> that is a question to yeah. think about. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. And again, I love Side 2 of Help, especially more when you have a compact disc <clears throat> because you can't change it. Right, right. <laughs> but right. sometimes if you were listening, you know, if you're listening to the UK album, which I did not when I was a kid because I had the U.S. album. Yeah, you, you've spoken hi- very highly of the soundtrack album for help. Well, because you know why? Because we're jumping a little ahead, but the reason okay. is when you're a kid and you're five or six and you're waiting to hear more Beatles songs and right. not the instrumental, because I had no idea Ken Thorne or so, I just knew there was not Beatles singing. I didn't know anything about the instrumental stuff. But when you're waiting for the next Beatles song and you have to physically get up and change the needle right. you know to the next song you don't want to keep hearing or you don't want to also get up you just you know on the other side of the room listening you're forced to listen to it because you know it had an instrumental and then a Beatles song and then an instrumental and then a Beatles song so you were forced to like it and it's almost ingrained in your brain and, and also for the US it was a gatefold cover, which yeah, was which, a, right. a big deal. Right. You know, gatefold covers for for those who remember soundtracks in the '60s, that meant something for a single album. Yeah, for a which, single album. And it was, well, it was a dollar more. Yeah, and that was a way they can get a dollar more. Yeah. But I didn't mind because when I got help, when I got help, when I got the album help, and you saw it was sticker and you right. knew there was something going on, and you opened it up. Now you got a lot of pictures in the movie. Right, right. And it was, I never read the inside. Of course not. Never. I didn't, I didn't care. You were six, you didn't know how to read. Exactly. Well, <laughs> well, I was a little smarter than that. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I don't think to this day I've ever read the inside. I don't of think help, I have either. Honestly, that's like, wow, as a, I'm going to. Now I'm going to go home and read it and, and yeah, say, wow, how boring was that? <laughs> right. It probably yeah, has all the Five wiki- minutes of my life I don't no, get back. Actually, it probably has all the wiki stuff. That we- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, very nice. Yeah. But, but you know what, though? Um, that is why I like the album a lot, because I had no clue there was a UK version of this album. Right. And when I saw the UK version years later in the record store bins, you know, under Gem Imports, you know, uh, whatever it was. Now, I have to ask this, and sure. this is uh, off topic, but not really. Yeah, go ahead. Did you see the British albums for the first time in the record bins, or did you see the first al- the British albums for the first time in the Roy Carr and Tony Tyler book? Oh, no, no. I saw them in the record bins first. Okay, Roy Carr and Tony Tyler came out in 1975. Okay, well, I, w- I was 10. I was so a little older. I was No, I was 13. 13. So see, for, I was for me, going to record stores on my bike. I was Well, yeah, that's true, I guess. I was already going to Scrooge. That's a good point. Yeah. But I was 13. Yeah. I, was driving my bi- I was riding my bike to the mall. And I was seeing in Record World or right. whatever, the I imports. was seeing the imp- yeah. there was a huge Beatle import section. I, think I could f- never afford them because they were more money. Yeah. They were always a little yeah. more money. But they were always phone. letter code J. Yeah, if you yeah but, but, but Corvettes, if you remember yeah. Corvettes. Yeah. But also, I never really... And Record World. Yeah. Uh, but okay, I, yeah, but so I nice. never saw, uh, when I was looking for those albums, they always came in, in like dirty plastic... They always came yes. in different bags. You're right. The, all the yeah. imports because they need to stand out. Yeah. Right. So they came in the bags, and I never knew whether they were legitimate or not. I just didn't. Well, well they also you know, they also sure. weren't sealed in a lot of the stores. No, no, no. They were not sealed. They were, right. That's why I At said least, they right. weren't sealed. And, so and they came in dirty, crappy plastic Right. The dirty sleeves that, that whatever recycled at the store. Yeah. Right. So when you looked at them, they weren't nice looking. I mean, no. it wasn't like you know you, the brand new album next to it of help. Right. But but usually I didn't see them for many years because they didn't. They didn't come to come together, no pun intended. They weren't released together in the States. It wasn't like you got the U.S. and then you can go to Ladbin and see the U.K. Right, the U.K. one right. was at least 10 years later or, you know, five or six, seven years later. Yeah. So I yeah. never really saw it until later. Well, I, uh, just to talk about what you asked about, um, as you know, I bought the imports first because they had 14 songs. But I'd read about it in a book before that. But one of my first Beatle albums ever was Beatles Greatest out of Holland. Oh sure, it has because it was gem. It was, sure, it was a, a gem uh, import, and the thing about it was it has all those oddities. Uh, you know, the hi hat open of all my lovings on there. That yeah. whisper of I feel fine. Yeah, um, but we didn't know about that. I uh, didn't know about it you know, until I, you read the All Together Now book. Well, you probably yeah. just thought that was the way those songs came. 
No. Well, yeah, well, my loving, yeah. yeah not me. Well, no, me. but I'm saying Rob so was here in the first right. Yeah. right. But did you, that, well, well, that was one of your first albums, okay, yeah, because if you would have bought in Meet the yeah, Beatles, you would have right. heard the regular version of All sure, My Loving. Right. Sure. Or with the Beatles. Well, again, you like asked. Like I said, he was saying, Rob was saying he was buying the imports. Yeah, first. I bought Greatest Hits albums first. If it was Greatest Hits, I said, oh, wow, I get all the Greatest Hits. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. Well, that's true, because I bought Beatles Beat. Yeah. Which had a lot of yes, that was one of my favorites also. Also because the, the cover was beat. stunning. Yeah, that's a oh yeah, that, that red cover yeah. is just really stunning. Yeah, and the Beatles are very big on that cover. So yeah. you you know when you're a kid, you don't care about the artistic. Of, you want to see the Beatles. You, it's right. like having a poster in your room. Except yeah, you know you right. get you get like a poster and you get the album. You know? yeah. So so to answer your question, but every time I, I tried to staple the albums to the wall, they cracked. It was really. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Now, I really feel like we should be taking a break here, but we're not. <laughs> so let's just talk a little bit more in general. There were some rejected songs, as we know. Right. Hard to uh, believe because they really hadn't rejected stuff along the way. Um, they maybe would have given it away before they rejected it. That's a really good point. You know, this. Uh, I think of that. that means a lot, which I actually like a lot. It uh, is a I very good song, but in context of these songs, which we'll get into, it's not a it, good... I it's, it's don't not that agree. It's a good, hang on. Because of the way it was produced, the very big echo, yeah. it, it is nothing like any of these songs. No. I'm not saying it's, it's not a good song, which they later gave to PJ Proby, and he had a hit with it, right. but the way it was produced... It, it was a lot almost of like, echo. And, it was to, it was almost like they said, you know what? Let's do this song, totally different than we're doing now, and see if it fits. And it didn't. It's just not a. I mean, the harmonies. We've heard outtakes later, which are are actually much better. Yeah, and a lot longer and stuff. But I don't think it fits on this at all. Could you imagine that song in this film? Well, not, not in the film, film, but on side. On the no, on well, side too. I have to say honestly. I don't agree at all. I honestly think that okay. some of the weakness of side two would have been cured by a few of those tracks. Okay, hang on. But we'll we'll, we'll get, get into to that them. when we get yeah. to side two. Yeah. Because I want I want to specifically hear what you would drop for this. Well, and also too, but what well, I'm I know dropping what you're also drop, would, I know. well, but what I'm dropping would be would be history pool? changing a little bit too. Okay. But anyway, go ahead. It also, if you've got trouble now. Right. I don't care what anybody says. They tried and they tried and they tried, and this never got any better. I mean, Ringo himself says, "Rock on, and take it, anybody." It was a 1963 song in 1965. Yes. That's exactly it, what it, it that was. That would have fit very nicely on with the Beatles, uh, arranged maybe differently. But it has a you know that riff, and that's they were all riffs. It's like "Hold Me Tight" yeah. or something. But what he did in 1963 with "I Want to Be Your Man," right? All you heard was the opening. Bam, down. I want so right. that works. Maybe if they had arranged it a little differently, because this one comes in with that riff too soon and too long. And then he sings, you know, I don't think it's funny. I think the verses could have been changed a little to maybe let it slide in. It's well, I think the altered version that we heard that starts with the If You've Got Troubles. Right. If You've Got Troubles. Yeah, but that, it's... That altered edit is... Is better. Yeah. But yeah. it still doesn't make it a good song. I, no, I don't know how. But that's not one of the ones I would have put on. No, here. no, no. I'm not I, saying. But uh, yeah. it's it's one of the rejected songs. Yeah. Also yeah. rejected for the film was Yes It Is, and that John said it was just a rewrite of this boy that never worked. Well, he was wrong. <laughs> well, he was wrong, but he was also right because it's his song. So well, yeah. it's his opinion. But it's a very good well, song. It's a, and it's he, a song where John belts it out. It's the yes, same but type he, of song. And he said he, it's a rewrite of this boy only because of the three-part harmony. Right. So it is a beautiful song. I like it. But to this day, even on the remaster, there's a, a hum or a hiss that they cannot get out of that song. You just hear it in the back. It's like a... Yeah, I think it's because of the, the harmonies or maybe the... I don't know. But it's something in the studio they, that they just... No matter how they remaster it, that... You hear it. Well, it's, it's part of it had to do maybe with it's you the know, bouncing the tracks too. It's, right. it's also that's what maybe I, that's it, what I meant. Yeah, the right. layering of the yeah, and maybe it is yeah. just the atmosphere of the room, which is fine. I mean, we have a lot of atmosphere here. Thank God you don't hear some of it. And also, wait was recorded at the same time as a lot of these songs, right. but was deemed not usable. And then they re-recorded it later, and it was put on Rubber Soul. Well, they decided to wait. 
So, uh, so this anyhow. is the uh, you're listening to the two of us with Rob <laughs> Leonard and myself. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. You've been cut out, Tony. <laughs> From the money? <laughs> no. Um, what money? Right. Anyway. Well, actually, wait was they just went back and they added over more overdubs, more overdubs and yeah. stuff, and then they decided, okay, it's okay for yeah. Rubber Soul. It, it actually fit better. On it Rubber works Soul. a lot. Well, you know, it's funny because there's a song on side two. I've just seen a face, which we'll right. get to also, but. That song in particular is all country and western, and I don't want to jump ahead, but what you just said is important. The flavor and the feel of this whole album harkens back to Beatles for Sale, but again, as a lot of people have noted, it's much less obvious because Beatles for Sale just was not very well received or so it was looked at as a, a step backwards right so but most it had, people but didn't it had know that one two three punch yeah. right but it had that one two three punch to uh, open it up that absolutely showed how the songwriting grows absolutely but so it was a lot huge. more acoustic which led to this too so we've talked about the rejected songs let's talk about the covers for both the u.s and the uk because it's very interesting what they did you know there's the semaphore flag positions that's supposed to spell out help well, thank God they're not semaphore experts. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what? The photographer, I, f- I forgot who the photographer was. It Robert Freeman? Well, I, I, I get a kick out of the idea that let's do the semaphore Robert Freeman, of, right. of help, right? Robert Freeman, who yeah. also did the infamous well, everybody, the Butcher yeah. cover covers. Or was that Robert Whitaker? Oh, no, you're correct. Well, I'm you. so sorry. Robert Freeman did... Robert uh, Soul. Robert Soul and Robert Freeman did... With the Beatles. With the Beatles. With the Beatles. Yeah, that's, Thank that's you. what I was thinking. That Thank iconic you. image. Iconic. I'm sorry. He did iconic. not do the Butcher cover. Harry there Iconic. There we go. But what I was going to say was I love the idea of, oh, let's do the semaphore. And then you realize that the semaphore of help doesn't look good. But instead of just saying, eh, you know what? Semaphore is a dumb idea. Let's do something different. They just go, all right, let's just come up with random letters that look good. So, yeah. so it's sort of, because the whole idea of semaphore is the semaphore of help would right. have been funny. But now nah, that doesn't look good. So let's just do the semaphore of, of what are the letters? N-U-J-V. For the U.K., Right. But for the U.S. cover, they decided, well, that doesn't look good the way Paul's positioned next to this one. Right. Let's put him on the end and make it N-V-U-J. But if you notice on the U.S. version, He's Paul's pointing, pointing to, to capital, the capital emblem. Yeah, the, the logo. The capital logo. Right. Which is kind of interesting. But also... Um, was that on purpose? Or is that just you know, something well, that... Well, if you look at... If it's you not look like the Paul's you. dead clues or no. something. No, I, but bet if you look you. At, I bet you as a corporate decision... Look at the cover of U.S. Help. Well, Capital you know, is not. You know where, what? They were coming off with the VJ. You know, VJ losing the rights lawsuit. to it. Maybe okay. they want people to say, "Hey, Capital. I think we're going." See, no, that's I don't, why anal. I, I really, I really don't think so. I think he's right because we just well, that makes, we're that makes on a little Capital. sense. Because we'd gotten was early Beatles right before this. No, early Beatles was before that, Beatles six, right? I thought right. early Beatles was March of '65, but I could be you wrong. Be, yeah, I think you're right. So early Beatles was right around here, right before this. They had gotten the lo- the legal rights back. The yeah. Beatles on Capitol. Woo! It could be and just someone someone's smartly pants yeah, idea. A corporate right, idea. A little, Shrink down the Beatles a little bit, but the corp because like as you pointed out uh, before we started recording the show, yeah. the Capitol logo could have been anywhere anywhere on, on the this cover. album. That's, that's true. That's so. But it, also, you know, look at the covers for Help UK. The Beatles are huge on the cover, right. and the word "the Beatles" is not that big. You but mean help, help is US. also n- no, oh, no, help UK, no so. UK. But it's mostly the Beatles. Right. right. When you look at the U.S. version, I don't know why they did this, but the help is from the logo is from the movie. Right. Which is well, which it's a would, soundtrack. Right. Album. So it, but sure. But also, well, really. So is the UK. Yeah, yeah but the American so says original uh, motion picture soundtrack. soundtrack. Right, but it, but it still help. Would this help would have been good on the UK one as well? But anyway, you're right. But that logo is now so iconic too, the way they did it with the font and everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's iconic. But also the Beatles are very small on the US version, and the help and the Beatles word, the Beatles. Right. That is huge. Yeah, the so Beatles you can't like miss they've that. been shrunk for the album well, cover. Well, yeah, and, and like, they've also gone in black and white, while the British version is in color. And it's funny because oh, the, right. the movie is in color. Right. Our day's color. night the was big, the big thing. It's in, in color. color. That right. was what the ad said. It's in color. In color, and they put them in black and white. Look, it's a nice stark picture to the the color of the Beatles and Help, which are in orange and black too. Yes. So that's kind of cool. It's so weird because the the Hard Day's Night was also like that, black and white pictures of them right, with right. the red border, mm. at least in the U.S. So right. 
it's very weird what they're doing on the U.S., but when you looked at this in a record bin, either way, the Beatles, especially in the U.K., is right at the top. So when you're flipping, you're not going to miss that it's the Beatles. Now, may I, may I ask this, and I, and I ask this if you guys know this. If not, I'll edit it out when I edit the show. But why is it that on this go-round, this soundtrack did not have a duplicate or end up in any way, shape, or form on United Artists Records? That is a good question. I've, but then again, I've always thought that the United Artists contract was for one record. That's the only thing. Then, I can that's, think of. then that's why. But I always okay. thought they were already had the script ready when they left the states in February of '64 to go back to then you know a couple of weeks later start on a hard day's night. How did United Artists know? Because I think they signed the contract in December that the Beatles were going to be this big act and that you know they would want the sound. I don't. I don't necessarily think that it was really all about trying to get some sort of. Multi-billion selling record. I think it was the idea that because you're in doing December, a film. The Beatles were once in Britain. Were, they didn't know it was going to happen here. No, but I think once you're contracted for a film, yeah. Let's face it. You know, soundtrack records were not going to sell a million copies anyway. But every film that came out had a corresponding soundtrack album, really, for the most part. Oh, that's so. True. So I think I don't necessarily think that the contract was with the Beatles for their possible multi-billion selling album, Hard Day's Night. I think it was just the Beatles are contracted to do a film with United Artists. They get a soundtrack album, you know, or, or there will be a soundtrack album to this film. You know, I think it was just happenstance that they yeah, happened they, to. I think it was somebody falling in poop is what it was. I think it I was just dumb luck. I would love to find those uh, United Artists contracts. That'd be fun to find. Yeah, interesting. So we so talked anyway. about the covers, but again, you're not. You're not going to also, when you're flipping through the bins in the U.S., you're not going to miss it, that it's the Beatles either. You can't miss the, the no, Beatles. No, both, yeah. both albums were pretty smart in that they had the Beatles at the top. So when you're flipping through, don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but you're not going to miss either one of them. The only thing is, if you're in the U.S., this album, if it's new, is going to be somewhere on the new release wall. Sure, sure. And it is very eye-catching. The U.S. version. Yeah, it's very colorful. It very colorful. Out. It stands out. They use the, the Help logo from yeah. the movie, and that you know that stands out as you. And as also you the it. same font for the word "The Beatles." Oddly enough, most of the albums, in general, never use the Drop Town Beatles logo. Yeah, you're right. Oddly enough, Beatles no. one did. <laughs> Well, that's different. No, that is true. That's really interesting. That's right. You no, never got the drop. Tea, you never. The, I mean, the with the Beatles, yeah. second album, none of them. No, no you're none right. of them. No, not even. You know what would have been really cool for the White Album instead of just doing the Beatles in block right. with embossing, if they would have embossed on the whole cover, the Beatles like the drop logo, right? Embossed or the drum head. Yeah, the, the whole drum head embossed. But by then, they they weren't using that drum head. You know, they were That's actually right. using they weren't touring. But, right. but they still could have had the logo, the trademarked logo. Yeah. But they Death never Cold. did that on any album, any. Well, they would be an artistic on the White Album, so. Yeah, I know, but they didn't do it on any album. And you would think no. that you know what that is the Beatles logo, right? And they didn't do it. Very odd. I I just thought about that now. So, whew, see what you find out all these years later. <laughs> For the U.S. version, though. The soundtrack, we should say, we should mention that they were Ken Thorne instrumentals. Yeah. And really, it, we know that you had a revelation on the uh, on the movie thing we did with Fab Forum that George heard the sitar and that influenced him. Yeah. But we should also give credit to Ken Thorne because that really was one of the first uses of sitar on a pop rock album. Right. So, uh, but it's considered soundtrack music. So yes, they, I know. So it's part I, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we and we also should remind everyone. George Martin did not do the music for this because him and Richard Lester had a, some sort of falling out. Falling out, and George Martin did his own version of Help uh, as a sound, his own album on United Artists uh, as the George Martin Orchestra. And but it says on the U.S. version, produced in England by George Martin and in America by Dave Dexter yeah. Jr. And uh, just, that's just, just that just bugs the hell out of me. It, it yeah. does, and I'm sure. But he was contracted to. Probably be and, you know somewhere on there. One thing about uh, Mark Lewis's book Tunin, I didn't realize. We think of George Martin as this very gentlemanly, like he did not like Dave Dexter at all. At all. And Why would he? He must have hated seeing that, especially on his own record. But one thing about, especially because it's the only, really, the only record that Dexter doesn't. 
with yeah, dramatically. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, screw it around. Just... But George Martin used the original titles for some of these songs. Like, you have Anti-Gin's theme. You right. Have That's a Nice right. Hat or Cap. And, of course, the famous one, Scrambled Egg. Right. Yeah, so that's, right. that's the titles he used. And we'll get to those, which songs they were, yeah. when we get to the songs. But also, um, I think on the U.S. version, Ticket to Ride is the only song that's in fake duophonic stereo, if I'm not mistaken. At the time it was. At yeah. the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should say again that... Well, I guess that was a mess with... That's true. I didn't even think about that. That was a Dexterism purely. One. Yeah, that is a pure Dexter thing, the, yeah. the fake stereo. I guess. Because that's, you know... But right. also in 2007, tracks one through seven were remixed for 5.1 surround sound for the movie DVD release. And boy, do they sound great. Yes, they do. If we you have surround that. sound, you should definitely wow. put Gorgeous. this on. You know, it's... It, uh, don't get me started. The whole catalog should be done that way and, and remixed. But yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like a song track and a Yellow Submarine song track in 5.1, you know, meaning for every album. Yeah. Please. One thing before we forget, which I'm sure... I mean, you'll get to when we start to hit the songs. But yes, I will. One, well, well, I'm just going to go. The, the primary difference when it comes to the, Be- the Beatles songs themselves, other than the Ticket to Ride being in fake stereo, is the, ja- the presence of the James Bond theme. Well, I didn't get to that which is yet. Cool. Yeah, but I'm just making sure because we're, we're doing We're American defi- English. No, no, no. I'm, I got it in my notes. But other than that, there's no differences between the American and the Beatles no counterparts. No. The songs That's themselves. Yes. But anyway, so go ahead. So... Uh, I think at this point we are going to take a break because Lord knows our audience needs it, and we do too. And now you're asking, what are you breaking from? Because you just got to come back. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. So <laughs> we anyhow, need a break. We need a break, damn it. So anyway, oh, you know what? Before we break, tough people, you're going to listen to this. Listen to this album. No. Rob is, is opening up all of his 12 pounds of books here, and I'm looking, and this was kind of cool for help the soundtrack and I, for the uh, actual movie and I'm not going to go into all the publicity but I kind of like it that Curad had a thing uh, with uh, the Beatles tie in for your United Artists and had a big help band-aid made and also had little band-aids made and you can get them they're so kind of cool but uh, that's I just wanted to say that had nothing to do with the record but I don't care okay. anyway on that note uh, we definitely need some help and we are going to take a break and we'll be right back talking about play Hi, folks. This is Tony from Fab Four Free For All. As Mitch has mentioned several times, the cast of Fab Four Free For All do not profit in any way doing these shows for all of you. In fact, we actually lose money because of studio time and other production expenses. Now, we have looked into show sponsors, but for a number of reasons, we've decided it would be in the best interest of all of us, including you, our listeners, not to have sponsored ads in our shows. So, what we've done is set up a Patreon account. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows artists to obtain funding from patrons on a recurring basis. Now, it can be as little or as much as you think you can send to us for the work that we put into providing quality Fab Four free-for-all shows. Now, we know that we have thousands of worldwide listeners, and if each of you just contributed a dollar a month, that's just 25 cents per episode, we would have enough to retire and not have to do these shows. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, though, we've gotten some great feedback from everyone about how much these shows mean to you, and we feel the same way. But it would be nice if we could break even in terms of costs so that we can continue to bring these shows to you in a timely fashion. Yeah, I know, we can be delayed every once in a while, but that's because, as John Lennon so beautifully said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. But we do vow to make every effort to have a quality show to you every week. We only ask that everyone go and visit Patreon.com to at least check out what it's all about and to see if you can contribute a little something in return for all the hard work and effort that we put into these shows for you. Just do a search for Fab Four Free For All and tell us that you give a buck about what we do. Thanks to all of you for being such great loyal listeners. And we are back, and better than ever, and we are talking about today the... UK and sort of the US version of Help, the album. And now we, we pretty much exhausted all the research on it. Now we're going to go track by track and we will mention each track for the album. And as we said before, uh, we, you know, side one, wow, couldn't have been a better, per- I don't think it could have been a more perfect album side, but no. 
Let's get to the songs. The first song, as everybody knows, is the, the title song, and it's a title just called Help. And in the UK, it starts off with just the help, and it's, I love it because it's so powerful, but in the US, it starts off with the James Bond theme. What's, it's actually not the James Bond I, theme. I know. It's, it's, right. It's, right, it's put in quotes. It's incidental chase it's, music yes, it's or chase incidental comedy. Which yeah. sounds like James Bond Yes, theme. it has a nice edit. There's a couple of really nice edits if you heard the, the full-length version. Yeah. It's, it's, well, the full-length version is actually, I believe, when they're getting in the truck in the movie and the uh, tax come out and they stop. But I don't know if it's a laundry truck or whatever. I forgot that. The green truck, whatever. But anyway, th- that's where it's from in the movie. And in the U.S., I don't know why they put that there as the beginning but it it works because well because that's all we knew well what it does though interestingly enough is I think um, when I was a kid I I know I got 62 to 66 first and in America the American 62 to 66 had the help uh, the James Bond incidental music before help which is weird because the single which was a mono version did not have it no, right. and that was the U.S. The only, though. Right. So but why 60, did they do that? Because 62 to 66 wasn't consistent with giving you single mixes. I understand that, but I think, we it, was, I think it was about the tracking of you know how they took the stuff off the masters. Yeah, it was probably easier not to edit that out. You know, yeah. Even though there is a definite pause. Oh yeah, long uh, pause. Long pause that where they could have done it, but maybe they were in such a rush they didn't even think about. It was it. trying to. They were combating Alpha Omega, and it was yeah, yeah, Alan exactly. Klein doing it. So. Were they really going to take the care and attention to, like, remove the James Bond theme? Not really. No, they didn't. But no. you know what? It works but on 62 to 66. It, it does, absolutely. But where I was going was that I think when I was young and I first heard that song, uh, obviously I heard it on the radio. And and when you heard it on the radio, you got a certain vibe from it. And you heard the, the you know, usually they were still playing the single version when we were young. Yeah. But there's something about the Bond theme that always consistently takes a while it's cool it takes away from the emotional impact of the song when it comes in I totally dis- I think it's the opposite no I think it makes it a different emotional impact when you hear the I remember when help comes in right. it was kind of like yeah this is a movie about a ch- this is a movie about a chase and right. they're trying to get Ringo and fits all the ring and blah, and I had seen the movie already so when I first heard Help and had my first version of it on record, which was 62 to 66, it kept that idea alive that Help, wow, I right. love that movie, and wow, there it is, and I what a great opening song. It wasn't John's Cry for Help. Well, we didn't know when, about when John's Cry it, for Help until you, later. You, I don't know. No, right. I, I don't think so. I think, I think when I heard it for the first time on the import version... Without, without the James it, yeah. Bond theme, and I heard it in stereo on my UK version of Help right. before 1980. I still heard it and thought to myself, well, that's a way more serious song than I thought it was. I, I, like, it actually was a, huh? I for thought, me, when I heard I it. Thought Not the open, I thought the open, uh, just the way, that descending thing, and then it pauses, and then it comes in. Hell, it's like it's like a punch in the face. It is. It is. But, but no it still what. seemed like yeah. an action sequence to me. It still seemed like the help. There's still like I still get the cartoon image of the Beatles. Well, I, had, I don't know about around, you, but like, I hadn't head. seen the movie before well, I got. The, I had seen the, the movie. soundtrack or the. You know, the well, I, I had, actually yeah. got sixty two, sixty six. So I hadn't seen the movie at that point. I've seen yeah. a Hard Day's Night. But but I, I, help. Yeah. I have a question for both of you now because you said something that might contradict what you said earlier. The sixty two to sixty six albums were released everywhere, in, worldwide. Yeah, but that's the, I'm not sure if the, the British had... That's what I was going to ask, because you said, why would, would they really... It's Alan Klein doing it. Would they take care? Well, why would they do it for the UK and take it out and leave it in for well, the US? Well, because we'd, we'd have to go... I mean, eventually we're going to... Oh, no, we did do a show on 62 to 66. I, you know, I don't I'm, remember. I don't know whether or not those were released... Simul- yeah, I don't remember whether or not those were released simultaneously. So, no, they you know, were released simultaneously. They were released simultaneously. UK and US? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, they were probably done by the respective studios. It yeah. probably oh, wasn't. Well, obviously, sure. it wasn't the same mastering done for both. It, it was probably the US masters were used in the US, and the UK masters were used in the UK. Okay. Somebody I, just got a, a list that said, here are the tracks, go make the master. Okay. But I, I guess. But, 
Or, you know what? Duh. I just thought it was done for familiarity, probably. That, Maybe it was the way done it was on purpose. Released the yeah. way they it might have been the countries. Yeah. Okay. It might have been done on purpose. Maybe there was thought put in it, and maybe it was the idea that Klein said in the states, "You know what? Leave the bond thing on because that's what people know." In the UK, they took it out. Well, Alan Steckler put it together, right? Based right. on but as, as far as the song itself, you know, we know the whole story about Fat Elvis period. But it's as you said, it's such a powerful song that punches you in the face, no matter if it has the theme or not. Well, we when should it, talk let, about it though. You say we all know the story, but the listeners, you know, I mean, John said that he was writing. It was really one of his first songs that he was very personal about. How he, it was his fat Elvis period. He was crying out for help. He, I think he's forgetting about I'm a loser. But, well, yeah, I know, okay. but it, that may not have been about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that may have been about that. You know, that don't they were still in their I, I, songs about everything else. One of his most personal songs, he said, oh, was definitely. this one. Definitely. And he was de- he would get into these bouts of depression, which he said by 1980, uh, he was you know he was very cheerful now. But he said he used to get into these you know two week periods of just total depression. So this was one of them, and he wrote a song. He felt fat, he felt depressed, and he wrote Help. It was a cry out for help, and it came out as a great pop song. It, it's also interesting that if let's say the movie wasn't called Help. The original title was Eight Arms to Hold You. You yeah. can't write a song like that. But let's say it was called like you could something write, else. You could write a Dave Clark song yes, called Eight Arms yes, to Hold yes, You, you couldn't right. write anything profound. John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Right. But think about it. it was, the movie wasn't called Help. If Walter Shenson had said, we're calling the movie Help, right. you know, would, would have come up with it. One thing I love about that song is it's, it's again, John Lennon doing something in the beginning of the song where he doesn't go back to it any part else in the song. You know, the, that, right. that open is not used again. It's, right. It, he, and he did that a bunch of times. The thing that always gets me about this song, or I don't know, always kind of mystifies me about this song, and I guess even when I was young and was starting to write songs, it's very funny how that idea of nostalgia can fall into play when you're writing lyrics to a song. Here's a guy who's 25 years old. Actually, he's only 24. 24. He hadn't hit 25. Oh, that's right. He hadn't hit 25 yet. It's it's pre-October. Who is singing the lines, when I was younger, so much younger than today. Yep. Well, how much easier it was back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what, two years, three years ago? Right. And, and it's, but, I mean, it's not just that, but it's also... But think I, about the Beatles, what they did in those three years. My God. Well, what they did, but it, I think maybe it's also part of it was John finally in his life... Had they dropped acid by this point? I don't. They had so. right the first time, maybe. Had they had the Doctor Robert running yet? No, sixty. No, sixty-six. No, later. All right, but either way, I think John was sort of starting to emotionally wake up because the when I was younger, so much younger than today, the guy had been through a lot of crap in his life. So the whole idea of when I was younger, so much younger than today was like at twenty-four. You know, that's the fun. Yeah, part. Well, at twenty-four, I mean, everything between losing, you know, with Julia and his father, and blah, and this and that, and the Beatles, and he's got a kid, and you know, it's like life was simple a couple of years ago, and now all of a sudden I'm in the Beatles, and I'm emotionally awake, and yeah, whatever. But anyway, it's a different song for John. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Also the. The mono and stereo versions are totally, there's different vocals, there's a different mix. The mono doesn't, I don't think has the power of the stereo. Um, Right, right. And to me, the stereo, it just sounds so perfectly, while the mono sounds like they weren't done yet. Yeah, it sounds a a little rushed. In the film, they use the mono version, don't they? For the film. I just, but that, that clip, that they show in the beginning of the film, the black and white, is probably one of my favorite Beatle clips. It's the just darts. So cl- well, with the, even no, without the darts. Actually. No, I know, but I know. But well, film. that's part of the film. But I mean, yeah. that as a, as a whole, if, if we ever do get a video compilation and they release that, well, uh, it was it did come out as a promo. It came out as a promo the darts, without the darts. Well, for the one album, I right, think they were yeah. doing a bunch of different promos. Uh, but I think they had the, if I'm not mistaken. Then they have like the red and blue outlines There's around borders it, around the borders. Yeah. So you, you know, it made it like, oh, come on, sort of like when you watch an anthology and you hear Revolution, and it's the whole promo until that little line at the end where John says, "I wanted to do the, the slow version," and then, oh, come on, you couldn't yeah. leave it three seconds more for us to copy. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, there for you us go. to bootleg. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to uh, the night before a very keyboard driven one more thing we should oh, say sure. help was released as the second single 
from yes, the album. Yes, because oh, that's right. Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride was, was the, the lead off. Yeah. Yeah. So much so that Ticket to Ride actually, which we'll get to, included the references to the original film title, as you're saying. It's from the upcoming release, Eight right. Arms Eight to Hold You. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. And I don't think it was ever corrected. Not for a long, long time. Not for Capital, at least. Right. Capital was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why should we change the plate for the label? Why? Even though we've got 800 plates in all the different printing houses and we could just always easily fix them. But anyway. And both Ticket to Ride and Help had non-LP, non-LP B-sides. B-sides, which would have very easily fit on onto this yeah. Uh, side two we're going to talk about. But anyway. it was rejected. For anyway, whatever reason. Let's get to the night before. A great call and response song, a nice keyboard driven, the pianet, uh, whatever that was. A really good pop song. But if you look at some of the songs on here, and we should sort of delve into, uh, like, even with Another Girl, which we'll get to in a few, you know, you listen to the lyrics of these songs. Paul is... Obviously not happy in his relationship. <laughs> I mean, you know, we said our goodbyes the night before. When I, you know, now I find that you have changed your mind. Uh, and then when we get to another girl, hey, I got someone else. But you notice how, like, the, the songs, the stories that we hear, and this is with all due respect, Paul, because we were young and we have penises too. Um, <laughs> we do. The, the idea being that, you know, the guy was out there, like, was this incredible horn dog. But it's the bitch's fault. <laughs> and it's like, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but like, it, all the songs he writes, it's always kind of like, it's not, like, it's always, you know, it's not the, me, it's you, right? It's you. I mean, you know, we said our goodbye. Were you telling lies the night before when I held you well, near? You a, were so sincere. It's a, now I find like you, you have, yeah, you've treat changed me like your you mind. Did. Yeah, yeah. you've changed your but mind it's, now. It's a great story about um, how. You are having fun at night, and then you, the next day it's like, what the hell happened here? And you, yeah. and, and you know who did a similar version of it, sort of, though they took it to a, a different end. Uh, last night by the Traveling Wilburys. And yeah, maybe. In a, in a certain way. <laughs> but the night before that's is like one of those. Funny, actually. Except uh, she pulled out a knife. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that's a different. <laughs> George had to be doing the, you know, I did a song like this a bunch of years ago, but it was a different ending. You know? <laughs> it's sort of like Norwegian Wood. Let's take yeah. a burn the bitch's house <laughs> <Burn> down. <laughs> I'm on burn the bitch. Yeah, that's right. Paul so, just gets upset. Paul doesn't do that. He gets upset. Just gets John upset. burns the house. John just burns the damn house down. <laughs> I'm burning the bitch's house down. It's your fault. There go your House. I thought that line was false. <laughs> I thought that line was false. <laughs> but so, it's really no, but you know what? This, this really, uh, but, but, uh, you, you know, hey, this for a 23 year old, I mean, these, we always, we always think of the Beatles as so much older because right, yes. they presented themselves well, that they way. Wore, they wore suits and ties. Exactly. So that's the way we thought about them. But, and that's a really good point, though. Imagine if they would have never worn the suits and ties and always worn the leather. And sang these same things. It would have been a different. It would have been the Rolling Stones. Why do you think John was angry about the Rolling Stones getting credited for being the tough guys when, you know, the Beatles could be just as tough? Everything, but everything we've read about that whole look and image thing was a load of junk. They always wanted to get out of the leather too. If you don't um, mind that, they didn't mind. They wanted to be famous. Yes. If you go to uh, YouTube or anything, there are isolated vocals for this. Yeah. And. It's not as smooth sounding as the production made it sound. It's a, it's a rougher. It's it, a, he has a little rasp to his voice. But the, the song does have a smooth feel to it because of the keyboards. It's, it's a great. It's and a, a little echo on it. There's a little echo, and it's interesting. The first two songs in this album have uh, different types of backing vocals. Help had the line coming before John would sing it. In between it, they'd talk. Matter of fact, whenever I sing Help. You know, with a group of people, I always take the backing vocal. Yeah. Right. And, and and the night before, they used it at the end of the line. Well, they're both call and response, yeah. but as you said, the leader of the song is doing the response and help, yeah. and in this one, the leader is doing it before. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting that the way they use their vocalizations on this song, and, and, you got, and you're going to lose that girl, too. Yeah, but yeah. we'll get to that one. Yeah. But this is a great song. The thing, about too, about the night before that's cool is the night before goes into, and correct me if I'm wrong, goes into that sort of Latin break and it's the first time they've ever really had a Latin type vibe. No, the last don't night bother me. Night. Yeah, don't bother me. The whole I, song I would call it Latin, a, but the, the that, break is different. Yeah, the last the night is the night. There, there's kind of a vibe there that takes it no, to a you know slightly why? different place. No, but, it doesn't. Think, think about it. I'm sorry, people. Well, I right. say, 
I feel fine. The I feel fine. Wait. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. Drumming wise. It's exactly where, it's exactly I feel uh, fine wait, except only in a break wait, instead of the whole song. Right. Where was I feel fine in relation to this earlier? earlier I feel fine okay, was sixty four. So the drumming was the same for the break and the whole album. Right. It's exact. I feel it's the exact same kind of drumming. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm a drummer. But you know what? What you're doing right there is if you got troubles. No, no, that's more of a straight four. Yeah, it's a straight four four. I'm talking more of the beat. Right. But the I feel fine drumming is the whole song for I Feel yeah, Fine, except when he does I'm So Glad, you know, then he right, does 4-4. Four, right, four. Right. But he goes back into that, whereas Night Before, it's all 4-4, four, four, and then he goes into that little Latin kind of drumming for the break. So it's sort of, I get where you're going, and but it, but no, they but did it before. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, but it's interesting, I guess, because it comes to that, instead of it being, it, it's it got a different feel. In other words, with but I Feel Fine, you're right, before. it's consistent with until that. The, until it goes to 4-4. It goes, goes to 4-4. Four, four, four. This one's the all 4-4. The other four, way around, right. and then it goes to that in the a break. A little break, right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry. So it's, it's a really good song. Um, if they had a third single, this would have been it. Right. Uh, there are so many yeah. singles. I mean, oh, come but, on. But out of all the rest of them, I think this is the purest. Yeah, the purest yeah. pop song. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I would I tend to disagree, but that's okay. okay. So let's get to the next song. Now, if you're in the U.S. version, what? now you come to the first instrumental, which is the From Me to You Fantasy. So How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> fantasy. With love from me to, to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I a little bit love. of Ken Thorne music, nice little instrumental piece. Got yeah. And then you get to another acoustic. We forgot to mention that Help is really acoustic driven. Uh, but now you get to the Total Dylan influence. On the album, um, you've got to hide your love away. And I did notice one thing on this, guys. I did notice this <laughs> that this album has some of the longest song titles of any Beatles album. You know, That's true. You've, you've got, got to hide, to hide your, your love, love away. away. You're, You're going to lose, lose that girl. girl. You, you like, like me too much. much. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's, I've it's, just seen a face. Yeah, well, Tell yeah. me what you see. Now, the, the continuing longest story of Bungalow Bell. That's actually no. almost number two. I Everybody's think number one is, yeah, is, is, is definitely the longest one. But not on this album. No, but you've got that would have been weird on this album. All of a sudden, you've got to hide your love away, and then come on, come on. <laughs> you get the revolution number nine. What the hell? <laughs> and then you need in the Tylenol. And then in the, in the, yes. Ooh, very good in okay. the Tylenol. Anyway, uh, you've got to hide your love away. The Bob Dylan influence and classical flute at the end. Just a, a very different song for the Beatles. I know we had some stuff like I'm a Loser, which was also Dylan influenced. But this is, yeah, we could say what, what the song was about. We, we think it was written about Brian Epstein, Stein, whichever way you want to listen to it. Um, but You've Got to Hide Your Love Away, a very, very short song, yeah. but a really effective song. It, that's, it's part of its effectiveness is almost in its, its brevity. It's, it's so yes. short. You don't, it, it couldn't and have it, been longer and been as good. No, I don't think you needed just, another verse. No, I, I think the ver- the number of verses are perfect, and I think the, the the thing about this is Johnny Scott's flute at the end oh. instead of using a guitar yeah. and or a harmonica. Well, that's the folksy feel, and I think the flute really helps the song out tremendously, and it's also ver- used very well in the movie. Um, yeah, I think that's important too. They use it very. There was a great feel watching that, but it, that, but that. it's it's also with this incredible sense of surrealism in the movie. Yeah, I mean it's really the. I mean, help is much more obviously much more surreal than Hard Day's Night. Right, Hard Day's Night. There's a couple of brief moments of surrealism that can we have our ball back and right. you know, but. Help has a number of surreal segments. Why but is you've got to hide your Johnny love Scott just appears in the house on the floor. Well, cutting fly. Oh, not you know cutting, not, cutting the, the, with the fake teeth with the fake teeth, and I mean that's and just kind of yeah. like and then playing the flute. That's kind of a what the hell moment. I yeah, mean, yeah, to my Monty Python moment. Know. But you know this song in general. I was just thinking, and Help is John saying Help me. You've got to hide your love away. Is John almost crying out for help for, for his else. friend? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah, it's an, point. it's an acknowledgement of someone else's crying pain. out for help, right? Yeah, without yeah, saying yeah. help anymore. That's yeah. true. Very it's odd a, that for, it works for the movie, though. Yeah, for, it does. I mean, it really doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't advance the plot. No, it doesn't advance the plot at all. Right. It's just a, it's just a, a place to put the song because it doesn't have anything to do with the plot. You've got to hide your love away. 
None of it does. I mean, right. then again, really, none of the songs do. No, no. and it's the just difference placemaker placeholders place in the movie. The way, but that's why Hard Day's Night was too. Well, right? but the difference in the scripting would be. Like, example, you know, oh, Sharon, why don't we play something? Like, you know, and then they start playing. Well, they did you know, that. <laughs> in a Hard Day's we'll, Night. Yeah, we'll show them. In, right. But I'm saying, but in Help, it's it's kind of just But they're like, on the stage. They're in the house, <laughs> well, and all of a sudden, they just Well, that's true. And also, into, they're on a field, you know. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. Running around, they're, and they're, they're although, not lip-syncing during that. Well, that, they are. But, well, no, they're, they're the lip-syncing. Right. This right, one, they are. Right. But also, they are looking at Eleanor Braun. So maybe they are saying you got to hide your love away. You know, maybe it, it helps a little. Just put a book over it or something. Or uh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. no. Come on. You've got to hide your love away. You know, you just you put a put a textbook over it. So oh, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go up. You that was, do something that was on the funny. Board, I, you know. I got it. Anyway, funny. Wow. Funny. <laughs> ha, 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 he, he. I didn't think that was that funny. Wow. Ho 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 ho. Oh, oh, all okay, laughing, shut. Tony's sudden apprehension. Thank you. Anyway. Are you done? Yes. Good. Thank you. Again, this is two of us starring <laughs> Rob Leonard and Mitch Axel. <laughs> Wise ass. And Dr. Kissinger. <laughs> oh, hello. Thank you very much. You've got to hide your love away. Very, very great song. Very much. Thank you very much. Next. <laughs> Wow. And at this point in the show, we are going to say goodbye for now because this has been part one. Part one. Part one. Intermission. <laughs> intermission. Play. Which part makes two. sense for the uh, right. movie. <laughs> yeah, so this has been part one of the review and analysis of Play. We'll be reviewing and analyzing even more in the next episode. Yeah. Yay. That was my line. Yeah, it was. I have been your moderator for part one. Mitch Axelrod and joining me has been... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Giguardo. And we'll see you for part two of Play. Help. 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 Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Giguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. You've seen Clue. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's just one of the... I... I... Uh, Clue is, is ridiculously <laughs> funny. Communism was just a red herring. <laughs> I, I, I think that Clue was so unreceived, though. I mean, it's looked back on now as being like a classic. Yeah, it's like but, it's, but classic it's one of the, yeah, I know. It's like one of those, but not as, I don't know, not as I would have, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, right, not as you, not as well as not, it's not it's not held up as like Young Frankenstein or anything no, like that, when no. It could I mean be. it's a cult classic. Yeah, yeah, just Madeline Kahn. <laughs> I hated her so much. <laughs> flames coming out of my I'm, head everywhere. <laughs> you have to see Murder by Death. Oh my God! I haven't seen Murder by Death in like since '76 when I it watched came out. It, yeah, I watched it a million times, oh and then I God. watched it again recently, and it's still so funny. Yeah, it was really funny, Mr. Twain. <laughs> I, I, I still <laughs> don't move, darling. Well, it's a scorpion. Uh, how, right. how long do we have to be here? Uh, I think we shall have to be here for the rest of our lives. I'm I gonna... love that. I love when Peter Sellers is, is Mr. Wang and his adopted son, and he goes, Pop. Uh, steam's going. No steam. That poisonous snake someone put in bed. <laughs> goes, uh, or, or in the beginning, right before when he says, Pop, what if someone comes in the room and, and, and kills and murders us? He goes, not going to happen. He says, well, what if, what if that, you, don't, you don't wake up? He goes, then you did it. <laughs> <laughs> before we go further, I'm not kidding. Google it. I, truthfully, I don't care about Googling it. We've both been collecting for how many years, and we've just, never heard that all right, but idea. Just, I don't want, but if it's not even out there, I know I saw it. So okay. Look up Ticket to Ride Abortion. It, it should come up. Yeah, this will look really good in the Google history later when they look this up. <laughs> Ticket to Ride Abortion. <laughs> I thought Ride was an abortion clinic. or uh, There was an abortion clinic in Ride. 
Oh, how ridiculous. What? It is it's, there? It's just, and it's in song facts, but it's probably like... I, I heard it before. It could be anyone writing anything. Right. It's, but that's it's not another, me, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't Google thing. I heard this years and years and years ago. No, but just... The uh, second layer. Uh, so way can, it is. The second layer underneath the first layer is Mother Julia leaving John so she could be free and live the life she wants. This is comparable with an abortion, a mother not wanting a child. So the fact that a pregnant teen could have a late abortion in ride is not a separate, isolated meaning, but it confirms and right. emphasizes Leave the first in. meaning Leave of the lyrics. Says, yeah, oh, just, my uh, God. Listen, if, if people want to say we're wrong, fine. Leave no, it but in. We're, we're, we can also say it's wrong. Songs I never realized were about abortion. Really? I mean, like, are you kidding? But I'm not wrong in bringing it up because it's no, out no. there. No, you're not. It's out that's there, Tony, so I'm leaving it in. Leave it in. We, we, no, absolutely we leave it in. It. I, I wasn't going to look it up. Okay. Are you buzzing? No, got the car. <clears throat> We're going to do help first. Because yeah, you got 12 pounds worth of books on it. Oh, I also have the... Shit. Shit. Why do you have Beatles 6? Because some of the songs are on it? Yeah. <laughs> so you brought it? I just wanted to be reminded. Oh, okay. I got a big hum. Yeah, I hear a little bit of a hum. I got rhythm. All right, Rob, I need you on that one because that's three. You're very loud. I'm, I'm very Hello. Hello. Can you lower me in the can? <laughs> lower you? Or just lower the cans in Lower general? the cans in general. Which one are you in? Uh, is this you? Ooh. Uh, oh, no. Uh, no. Hello. Yeah. That's uh, me. Yeah, that's much better. I was so, I was like, wow, now I don't hear that hum anymore. It was very hot. The hum, <laughs> the hum is in there, but it's not in the recording. Okay. Am I, I so. don't, just raise me a little bit. Rob, do the, do the drop down, not the drop yeah. up, because it's. Drop up. Up and up and down. Jump up to to here. To here. Higher, 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 higher. I wanna take you higher. How's you that? wanna take me where? Well, this one is these. Those are differently proportioned than your Stop other ones. Touching the mic. Can you, you bring going. the arm up a little and cut it down and still have it work? All right, there you go. There you go. How's that? Better, probably. In downtown Burbank, it's Rob Leonard. Hello, everyone. It's uh, time for another edition of the Fab Four Free For All. Boo! Well, there's our, there's our entry. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I have more balls on my voice, but I don't hear myself as much. Well, that's good. good. Ooh, ooh, good. Look at him. He's like, ooh, that's okay. nice. That's nice. All right, then. Okay, then. Thank you. We were You're talking welcome. about, uh, by the way, we were talking about... <laughs> <clears throat> it looks like you sat I on it. I didn't get Rondo, Robert. You didn't bring me Rondo. You didn't bring Rondo, Mr. Kissinger. Mr. Kissinger, you, you had it. You were there. You were there. Well, I, thought you got I don't think I had Rondo. Oh, okay. Then I, oh, God. I don't think I remember to take Rondo. I mean, you know what they did in here? They got local advertisers to, to advertise. Play. Help. 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 Play. 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 Well, isn't that it? Nuvija. Yeah, Nuvija. Nuvija. Okay. Well, the British was, not the Americans. Nuvija. No, no, the British was... Nuvija. A Nuvija. And the other one was Nuvuj. 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 Oh. But, but, he's po- but did you see? He's pointing to the capital. <laughs> They're not stupid. I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> Wasn't pointing to EMI. I, I. Who's moderating? I am. Yvonne, I should moderate. Whatever. You I have mo- moderated. I moderated last time. Did you? Yeah, one of them. Did you, uh, who do you want to do? Do you want to do I'd rather not do the abandon. I'll do the abandon then. You want to do, do the help? You do play. I'm going to do play. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I got a funny play. thing. Hang on. I got a funny can thing. Can I borrow your pen for a second? No, come on. You can't get a pen. I'm kidding. I don't have a pen. Arg. This is, if, if anybody's listening to this as a tag, this is exactly what we go through prior to recording. Yeah. Next People time. actually said, wow, we get... They love the fly-on-the-wall disc that came with the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> because it That's was as funny. long as the Beatles naked. Yeah, let it, it, be naked. it was. It was yeah. like 12 minutes. It was 12 and a half minutes, yeah. And people were yeah. like, that was so funny. I'm like, not if you've been in the studio. That's... I'll tell you... You suck. I really You're do. not even short, white, and Jewish. No. <laughs> like me. Folks, for any of you who don't know what that comment's about, Tony threw something about two feet in the room and missed the basket. 
My excuse would be that I'm short, white, and Jewish, and I'm not playing basketball. But Tony is not. Uh, I'm actually six foot five and black. When you would and know Jewish. it, though, and Jewish. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Sammy Davis. Stop the recording. I want to get off. What? The hell? <laughs> Stop the world. I want to get no, off. That's a Broadway that's a, show. It's also rude. Well, yes, there is a hum. It's not in the recording. Stop the show. Okay, I want to get it, off. Is it like something here? Like it's something probably not. He says it's in. It's in this. <laughs> what are you getting off over there? No, I just realized. Stop the show. I want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Help. Okay. It is what it is, and that's all that it is. Hey, Papa. I love Sheldon right. when he's when he says to what's her name, Amy. <clears throat> you're gonna be uh, for for Halloween. You're gonna be olive oil lay off the donuts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then she says, she had, at one point in the show, she goes, "By the way, I had a donut for breakfast, you turd." <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I ready. Oh my God! Ready, ready. <laughs> Rob has the Spicer book open, ready you're, to talk about the label variations. You're starting on play. Go ahead, ready. Uh, yes, on play. Play. Ready. Welcome to another ig- edition. He said it already. Right, well, I gotta find it in the mix. Oh, so go. in case I don't, go. Do you want to say it again, Robert? 